So over the last three weeks, we have been considering the hymn, Come Thou Fount. You know, the words are so significant, so filled with gospel truth. So this truth that we want to go from the head to the heart to actually impact who we are and what we believe about ourselves and what we believe about other people and what we believe about the world and God. And in this final verse, I want to look at the heart cry found within. You know, it's an authentic confession. I don't know a ton about a lot of stuff, but I do know that growth and transformation won't come when we pretend that we are someone we aren't. At our church, we regularly say, come as you are, but don't stay there. And it's from that place where we can grow. That's why I love this third verse. It's a heart cry of both confession and trust. My name is Ernie. And my name is Stephen, and this is Devout, an invitation to pause and set our minds on things above. And so we continue with the third verse of Come Thou Fount. And the verse says this, O to grace, how great a debtor, daily I am constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, O take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. So he starts with this phrase, O to grace, how great a debtor. And to me, there's some beautiful irony in this phrase. You don't think of being in debt to grace. I was so in debt because of my sin, right? Until grace actually paid my debt. So now, yeah, I am a debtor to grace. And not just once, not just a debtor to grace for salvation, but Robinson says, daily, I'm constrained to be a debtor to grace. So he recognizes that the same grace that saved him is the grace that carries him daily. Then the next phrase, there's a bit more irony. He talks about, let thy goodness like a fetter. And so comparing God's goodness to a fetter. A fetter may not be a common word, but it's really just a chain. And again, you don't think about something good being a chain, but his heart cry here is for God's goodness to literally keep him chained to God to bind his wandering heart to God. It's a powerful picture. I think he's saying, you know, rather than focus so much on a thought like, okay, I'm not going to sin, I'm not going to sin, he's instead turning his attention to God's goodness. He wants to saturate his mind with Scripture to focus on all of God's goodness. I think of Psalm 103 where the psalmist writes, Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He's saying, hey, call to mind all of his goodness. And the psalm continues. He says, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. So I think Robinson, the writer of this hymn, could probably really resonate with this psalm. He's familiar with life in the pit. He's familiar with his frailty. This whole hymn is coming from his brokenness, and he's crying out, leaning on God, to lean on God's grace and goodness to keep him close. And these words are so impactful and so meaningful. Think about, you know, the writer three years into his faith. You know, he understood the need to live in confession and to live in trust. He says in the middle of this verse, Bind my wandering heart to thee, prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. In other words, God, I feel my tendencies. I feel my wanderings. I feel my motives. My ambitions lead me astray. It's this confession that 
is so essential in taking steps and growing in our walk with Jesus. You know, growth will never happen if we pretend. Growth will never happen if we stuff things down or if we ignore them. It's this confession that we hear through this song. It's my flesh and my spirit are at war, but it leads from this place of confession, this place of, God, I am wandering. God, I have this tendency to leave you though I love you and I want you and I want to grow with you and I want to walk intimately with you. It's this confession that leads us to trust. And this is the point. As we sing this, we are recognizing our need and voicing our awareness of our brokenness. This is a confession and a vocalization of our discontentment to stay where we are. Yet as we grow, we're asking God to seal and bind us to himself, which is what he offers us in the gospel. So his recognition of his own weakness leads him to surrender. God, I know I'm prone to wander, but I want you to have my heart. I know that's the best thing, but I'm weak and I need your help. So here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it. Back in 1758, when Robinson wrote this song, I'm sure he was thinking of Ziploc bags. That's where my head goes when I think of sealing it. You know, it's closing it off. It's keeping the bad stuff out, keeping the good stuff in. It's similar to Proverbs 4, where he says, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. He's saying that, you know, God, this heart that goes out of tune, Jesus, please seal it. So that's the application point for us today, to acknowledge our weakness, to recognize that, God, what you've supplied is sufficient, to cry out for God to seal our heart, to bind it to him. So this song begins with an invitation for God, the fountain of blessings, to come. And it ends with a call to surrender fully to him. We'll see you next time.